book of 2 Corinthians tonight. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the good report from the mission field. And uh, it's just exciting to be a part of God's work. And uh, may we never take that for granted. And uh, tonight I want to uh, bring a message out of, as I mentioned this morning, out of verse 15, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. And uh, this is, a, I believe, a good way to kind of put a uh, bow on this little series of giving that we've uh, been in and uh, just remind us of some things. And I know we've got a busy week. I know we have a full week. So I don't want to keep you too long tonight. Uh, but I do want to share what the Lord's put on my heart this evening. <coughs> and I'm sure it'll be a help to us. Second Corinthians chapter number 9. Look with me at verse number 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Tonight I want to preach on this thought with a grateful heart, with a grateful heart. Father, help us tonight as we consider this truth. May we consider uh, what you've done for us already today. Uh, may we consider what you've done for us through our salvation. And Father, may we uh, just be reminded of what we have in Christ, what we have in our relationship with you. Blessed remainder of the service, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is a verse as we come to the end of chapter number 9, and certainly for the last several weeks on Sunday morning, we've been in chapter 8, chapter 9, some pretty uh, well-known and, and some pretty straightforward truths about this, the thought of giving. And I think of this chapter in uh, verses 6, 7, and 8, we were reminded of our, our reaping depends on how much we sow. And certainly there's some principles there uh, that we need to be reminded of we can't get away from. We come to the end of chapter number 9, and we see this simple statement, this simple summation. to When it comes to the subject of giving, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now, in context, in light of the subject of giving, uh, the gift is not the offering. And certainly, Paul had been teaching of the Macedonian Christians, the Corinthian Christians, and they're offering their gift. That's not what this gift is referring to. Uh, often we read that they were, in verse in chapters 8 and 9, that these Christians were able to give above, above their ability. Why? Because of the grace of God. Let me just remind all of us, we are able to do what we're able to do by the grace of God. His grace allows us to do beyond our ability. I don't believe it's speaking about the grace of God, although that is something to be thankful for. But thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. It puts everything in perspective when we put our focus on Christ. Everything makes sense when you put your eyes on Jesus. Even when things don't make sense, it makes sense because it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now, when he says this unspeakable gift, it does not mean that he's not uh, able to uh, talk about it. It's, it's a secret. And I think some Christians have taken that to heart and think that's what it means. I mean, Jesus saved me, but I don't want to talk too much about it. I mean, it's the unspeakable gift. It's not something uh, that is popular in certain realms and somebody might take it the wrong way. That's not what he is talking about. Of course, we know how bold the Apostle Paul was in speaking of Christ. What he is writing and saying is it's hard to put into words when I talk about the gift. It's hard to do justice when I talk about Jesus 
Uh, it, it really, we can, we can put some adjectives and use some superlatives and, and we can describe what he has done and we can talk about what his, he has done for us, but really it doesn't do justice what Jesus did for us. It's unspeakable. Well, well, well t- tell me about what it means to be saved. It just means I'm saved. It just means I have a burden lifted. Well, what do you mean by that? I don't even know how to describe it. Well, there's peace that comes with it. Well, what do you mean by that? You know, you just have peace. No, describe that. It's unspeakable. It's hard to put into words what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is not a verse that is out of place as we're going to see tonight. It's not out of place because God put everything in his order. But it's not out of place because it keeps giving in perspective. It keeps serving in perspective. Why do we come back on a Sunday night? Because of the unspeakable gift. Why do we serve? Because of the unspeakable gift. Why do we do what we do? Because of the unspeakable gift. And it's important that we keep that as our focus, I want to break that verse down into a simple outline just to remind us some things tonight. Number one, I want to mention the gift. What do we have in the gift? I remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ is a gift to us from God. We could not force or compel God to give us his son. We did not have leverage on God that would dictate that he give his son. He was a gift. John 3, 16 reminds us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Galatians chapter 1, verse 4 tells us, Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Sometimes we get puffed up, don't we, thinking that we deserve Christ, that we deserve God's love. But we're reminded in 1 Timothy 2, 6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Titus 2, 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. I thank the Lord for the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is precious. His sacrifice is precious. He is the most precious uh, entity. He's the most precious individual, the most precious thing that, that you and I could ever speak of, and yet he is our Savior. He came as a gift. He would be precious if you could buy his affection, but you can't buy it. It is, it is given to us. And I want to remind you and I of who the gift is. What the gift is, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's of the greatest value. All of us, there are things that are important to us, they're precious to us. There are some things that have great monetary value, and we would put insurance on it. We would treasure it. We'd protect it. 
we take care of it. There are things that have great sentimental value. To somebody else, it would mean nothing to them. It would have no value to them. But to you, it holds a special meaning. It's priceless. Can you put a price on the Lord Jesus Christ? You think about how precious he is. It's our salvation. It's our forgiveness. This gift is an evidence of his love for you and I. Boy, he's a wonderful gift when you think about the suffering that he endured. I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful that he was willing to forgive me and any man. But when you think about the suffering he endured, that I should have endured, that you should have endured, the Christ who knew no sin, knew no wrong, willingly endured because he made himself that gift. And friend, you can't help but think of the great benefits we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my savior. He's my intercessor. He's my sacrifice. Oh, the, the benefits we have of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we think of this verse and this attitude and this attitude of gratitude, this heart of gratitude, we think of the gift. We also must notice the giver. The giver, thanks be unto God. I'm thankful for God the Son who paid my sin debt. But I'm thankful for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who is God who would love you, who would love me? He's the creator of all things. Before you and I ever entered this world, God had already created us in his mind. He had already fashioned our life. He already had a plan for us. He had things he wanted us to do for him. He had lives he wanted us to intersect with. Well, you think about God who gave. He's Jehovah God. He's not the God that you find on every street corner. He's the true God. He's the almighty God. You and I, we don't pray to a statue. We don't, we don't have hope in nature. And I'm just going to get one with nature. Friend, I know who created nature. I know who it is that created all things. He's Jehovah God. He's the God above it. He's the name above every name. He's the Almighty. Friend, God has never encountered anything he could not overcome. He is the Almighty One. And friend, we need to be reminded uh, that no matter what you face today, God is greater. You say, the church today faces greater obstacles than it's ever faced. But I have a God who's just as great as he's ever been. Uh, He is the Almighty And that is, think about it, he's the Holy One of Israel who knowing your sin condition, knowing your failures, he is the one, the giver is the one we've offended. The giver is the one we've wronged. And even though we have wronged him and offended him and we're at odds with him, he loved us enough not just to condemn us because our sin condemns us, but to give us the greatest gift of all and that is the lord jesus christ boy i'm thankful for the gift aren't you i'm thankful for the lord jesus christ if you're saved you ought to be thankful for the lord jesus christ i'm thankful for the giver of the gift 
the Almighty God. That's why his name is not a curse word to me. That's why his name is not a slang word to me. Uh, he's the holy of holy, and, and he deserves to be treated with reverence. And that's why when we come into the house of God, we ought to be here ready for God to do business with us. We go out in this world. We understand we're an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. I belong to him. I'm thankful for the giver. As we consider this verse that kind of summarizes these thoughts, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We think of the gift and we think of the giver. I must remind us tonight of the good. All the good we do is because of the gift. The good you do is not because of your goodness. It's because of the gift. The willing spirit that Paul speaks of, the Macedonians, what a high standard for Christians of today. Pastor, if I give to this project, I, I may not be, I, I might have to cut out Starbucks one time. That's a far cry from affliction and deep poverty. How were they able to do that? The gift. This is a church, to God be the glory, that does good. Oh, this world doesn't like where we stand, and oftentimes in our community we're the most unappreciated, and they have no idea the things that this church, the good that this church does that is unseen. But it's not because of our own goodness. It's because of the gift. You think about if you didn't have the opportunity to grow up in a Christian home, a home where mom and dad love each other, these children, your children have an opportunity to grow up in a way perhaps you did not have the opportunity to do. Hey, mom and dad, don't get so full of yourself. Well, look at the way I'm rearing my children. Everything good about you, all the good that you're able to do is because of the gift. Let us not get puffed up. And by the way, let me say, you can do good because of the gift. Well, Pastor, I don't know if there's anything that I can contribute to. Have you met the gift? Have you received the gift? God loved you enough to send the gift to you so that you might have salvation because he wanted you reconciled to him and he knew there was only one way for fallen man, for sinful man, to be reconciled to his holiness, to his perfection, and that was through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you've received the gift, there is good that you can do. Well, I don't have the talent that others have. It has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with the gift. Right. I, I don't have opportunities that, other, uh, that, that others may have. That may be true, but you don't need the opportunities others have. You have the gift. There is good that you can do. Does it not make sense, ladies and gentlemen, that if we have received the gift and the giver has loved us enough to give us his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we have salvation, we have eternal life, we have forgiveness of our sins, does it not make sense that we dedicate our life, ourselves, everything we have just to do the good that Paul writes about in these chapters, just to advance the cause of Christ? It, well, how are we able to do that? Because of the gift. There is good. All the good we do is because of him. Why do we do it? The gift. This week, this schedule is going to demand more of you than it normally does. Why do you do it? The gift. The gift. Pastor, why should I give more of myself? For God so loved the world that he gave 
His only begotten Son. When, when God, God knew, God knew that sinful man would need salvation. He knew there was only one who could bridge that gap, and it was the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't send something else. He gave the most precious thing he had. I just want to be, I just, I don't want to get caught up in all this. I just want to, I just want to be like my God. Okay, God gave his best. He gave his best. God didn't do like a lot of Baptists do. Let's clean out the garage. Let's try and sell it in the garage sale. Oh, it's still here. Take it down to Goodwill. Oh, they didn't take it. Donate it to the church. Lord, put this on my heart. See if you could use it. Sadly, many times as a Christian, we do that with our schedules. We do that with our strength. We do that with our ability. We do that with our family. No, because of the gift. God loved you enough to send his son. He loved you enough to grant you salvation through faith in Christ. We have an opportunity to do good. Why don't we just make up our mind that we're just going to do all the good that we can we read of, and through the last several weeks, we've seen these examples of giving and the standard that is set. We know that if we sow sparingly, we're going to reap sparingly. And if we, we sow uh, bountifully, we'll reap bountifully, and, and it'll be enough. And God will enable us to give even beyond our means. And we've seen that example. And what is that all about? It's about helping other people who are in need. Because, friend, that does come around again. And God's people are supposed to be generous. What is it? It's doing good. Why do we do the week like we do this week? So others can come and benefit from what God wants to do. Why do we do it? It's because of the gift. We need to be very, very careful and be mindful. And I, I'll mention this and move to the last point I want to make tonight. Is it's not our goodness. It's the goodness of God through the gift. Do you know what's good about you? Christ. And by the way, don't let the devil tell you any different. Don't let this world tell you any different. Jesus died for you. You're somebody. You have value. You have something that you can give. Good that you can do. It's about the gift. And then I'm running out of voice, so let's go to number four. We see the gift, we see the giver, we see the good. Verse 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We see the gratitude. I believe one of the greatest failures and sins of God's people is ingratitude and unthankfulness. When you study the signs of the last days, in the midst of the most vile things you'll ever see is ingratitude. You go to Romans chapter 1 and we read of the reprobate mind, the one that God has turned over, unthankfulness. How do you get to that place? Well, you don't take the opportunity to give gratitude. Let me just sum it up like this. It'll be a good day. It's a good day in the life of a Christian. When he leaves the have-to life, it moves over to the get-to life. 
I don't have to come to church. I get to. I don't, I don't, I got to give my tithe or otherwise God's going to put a hole in my bag. That's what the Bible says. I don't know how, but I, I got to give my tithe or no, I get to give to the work of God. Well, that report that we heard earlier, that'll thrill your heart and thrill your soul that every sacrifice that you make and the things that you get to be a part of. And well, we ought to be thankful that God would allow us to have a part in his work. None of us are worthy to be saved. Can we all agree on that? None of us are worthy of salvation. None of us are worthy of forgiveness. None of us are worthy to even speak the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, much less to say he is our savior. He's our redeemer. He's the one that we have our faith in. He is our joint heir. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. We don't deserve any of that. But friend, you and I don't deserve the opportunity to serve him, but we get the opportunity. That's why when God brings an opportunity along our way, it should not be uh, grudging and say, well, here's another ministry we're doing. Here's another thing we're doing. Hey, God trusts us enough to give us the opportunity to do good. Why should we do it? Because of the gift that we have. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we do it? Because of the gift that we have. The Lord Jesus Christ. And at the end... <laughs> And at the end of the day, when we go home tired and weary and we lay our head on our pillow, we ought to say, thank you that I had an opportunity to have a part in your work. Thank you that you allowed the opportunity to come across. And I had an opportunity to give to that, to have a part in that. Oh, the things that we do sometimes, we don't look at them nearly the same way as God looks at them. You think of that lad who gave the five loaves and two fishes. He had no idea. But if the master needs it, he can have it. God did beyond what he could have ever imagined. Boy, week in and week out, we have opportunities to serve. And this week's a good reminder we have an opportunity to serve. But as we do the things that God teaches us to do, we're supposed to do as God's church when we move forward. May we also be able to say thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I'm going to close the service a little bit different tonight. I think tonight it would do us good as a church to take some time to bow the knee and say thank you for the unspeakable gift. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for the opportunity. But, but for the grace of God, you and I could be born on top of a mountain with the devil's stronghold but for the grace of God, that could be you and I. I'm afraid we as God's people, we all fall into this trap. We spend more time complaining than we do thanking for what God has done for us.